So I do have a few announcements this morning. The 15th of this month is Ministry Appreciation Sunday. And Pastor Larry will talk more about that. On 1027th, we're gonna have the uh, pastor candidate, pastoral candidate here will be here for the entire weekend. The 27th will be a potluck dinner. That means everybody brings some food. 1028, <laughs> 1028, we're gonna have lunch in the fellowship hall and noon with the pastoral can candidate sheet. So you need to sign up, because it must be that a light lunch is gonna be provided, so sign up. 1029, which is that Sunday, the pastoral candidate will be here, cater lunch in the fellowship hall after the service. Once again, we need, you need to sign up. All right, those are our announcements this morning. Please let us govern ourselves accordingly. Thank you. Okay, so here's where things get a little different than usual. Would the members of the pastoral search committee please come on up onto the platform and find a seat? Um, <clears throat> today's a big day. Today's a big day for our church. And so I just want to reiterate what Dan said at the opening. For those of you who might be visitors, this is not a quite a normal Sunday for us. Our, our worship time was you know, pretty normal. We often go a little bit longer than that. But today, the seven of us have the privilege of introducing you to the man that we believe God has called to be the next pastor of Bethel Christian Center. And so that's why we're here. So my role, um, Larry's not going to preach. Okay, th this is the sermon. We are the sermon today. So my role is to kind of set some context for this, to give you a lot of logistics, and I'm going to repeat some of what uh, Antoinette just said, um, <clears throat> and introduce our candidate. And then each of the rest of the members of the committee are going to come up and just take a few minutes to share their hearts with you um, about what has happened here. And so I, I pray, I have prayed, and I trust that by the end of today's sermon, you will see the unity that God has worked in the seven of us, and, and I would venture to say in the nine of us with the candidate and his wife, and that we are praying extends to everybody who is part of Bethel. That is our goal today, is to get you as excited about what's happening as we are, because we are. Um, I, first, I want to thank all of you who have participated with us in prayer and fasting on Tuesdays. So as probably most of you know, um, we have, we've been praying and fasting on Tuesdays ever since we started this search, asking God for unity, for success, for all the things that only the Holy Spirit can do. And so for those of you who have done that, thank you. It's obvious to me that God has answered our prayers. I mean, it's very obvious that God has answered our prayers for unity and for a successful search. And I am so grateful for those of you who have chosen to sacrifice with us. Um, please don't stop yet. We're not done, okay? The first Tuesday in which I resume my normal eating schedule will be, I hope, Tuesday after Candidate Weekend. So if you will continue to pray and fast with us, the work is not quite finished. Um, until we hold that affirma affirmation vote on Sunday the 29th, and I'll get to that in just a minute, we're not finished. Um, so we have prayed, and we'll continue to pray that the unity that we have extends to all of us. And that's a prayer that God will answer. God will answer that prayer. So speaking of praying, let me pray. <clears throat> 
Father, you are amazing. Lord, you have been through us. And my focus right now, God, is just the past six to eight months and what you're doing in the life of this church. But when we say that you work through us, when we say it is well with my soul, when we sing we will remember the works of your hands, it goes so broadly. Lord, you are a good God. And you are good to those who cry out to you and call to your name. And Lord, I just wanna thank you because that's what we have done and you have kept your word. You have kept your promise to your people, oh God, and we bless you. And so Lord, as we go through the remainder of this morning, I ask your Holy Spirit to be here. This is, this is not a glorified announcement, Lord. This is, um, I believe, the culmination of prophecy. It's the culmination of what you have dropped into various people's hearts and spirits over a period of time to bring us to where we are today. And for that, we just glorify you in Jesus' precious name, amen. All right, I wanna start with some scripture. This is supposed to be a sermon after all. Tammy, if you will, please put up Deuteronomy. Um, I'm gonna read just six verses, seven verses, out of Deuteronomy chapter one. <clears throat> this is Moses speaking to the people of Israel. And he said, then, as the Lord our God commanded us, we set out from Horeb and went toward the hill country of the Amorites through all that vast and dreadful desert that you have seen, and so we reached Kadesh Barnea. Then I said to you, you have reached the hill country of the Amorites, which the Lord our God is giving us. See, the Lord your God has given you the land. Go up and take possession of it as the Lord the God of your fathers told you. Do not be afraid, do not be discouraged. Then all of you came to me and said, let us send men ahead to spy out the land for us and bring back a report about the route we are to take and the towns that we will come to. The idea seemed good to me. So I selected 12 of you, one from each tribe. They left and went up into the hill country and came to the valley of Eshkol and explored it. Taking with them some of the fruit of the land, they brought it down to us and reported, it is a good land that the Lord our God is giving us. The 12 spies had an objective. The people of Israel, Moses, as the leader of the people of Israel, gave them an objective. Go and find out. The pastoral search committee, which is the seven of us, and I, I did not introduce myself, I'm sorry. I always assume everybody knows who I am. I'm Matt Fisher, in case we haven't met. <clears throat> and each one of them will introduce themselves when they come up. The seven of us have acted on the request of the leadership of Bethel Christian Center to achieve an objective. Our objective was to discover God's will for Bethel Christian Center and who the next pastor should be. And like those 12 spies that Moses sent into the promised land, we have completed our task. We have, we believe, found the man that God has appointed to be the next leader of Bethel Christian Center. And with the very real help of the Holy Spirit, we stand here today to introduce him to you. I wanna give you a very brief reminder of the process. I'm not even gonna talk about this, but we've had, we've had this up here before, this was our process. We had to find out who we were, what we were looking for, how we were gonna find out who the next pastor was, and then go do it. That was the process, okay? But it occurred to me as I was thinking about today, um, this is supposed to be a sermon, and sermons are supposed to have bullet points that all start with the same letter. So I'm gonna give you three S's. <clears throat> this process was spirit-led. It has been spirit-led from the start. Would you agree? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. 
We are firmly convinced of that. This process has been smooth. Would you agree? I think it actually surprised us to a degree at how smooth the process was. And the process has been successful. So we've had a spirit-led process that went very smoothly because it was spirit-led, and it has led us to where we are today. And so very, very briefly, I mentioned this three weeks ago when I last stood before you, we received over 60 applications for this position, and it would have been way more if we had not cut off the floodgates when we did. We phone screened eight of those candidates, and there was one clear choice. One, the Holy Spirit made it very clear who he had prepared for our church. Tammy, would you please put up the first picture? So I know it's a little bit hard to see, but this is Farrell and Sharon Galloway and their daughters, Finley and Quinn. <clears throat> Before I say anything else, I'm going to let them speak for themselves. I think the video is right side up, right? When we first put this on here, it was sideways, and we thought... I, uh, I had asked them to do an introductory video, and I said, you know, like three to five minutes. That was 48 seconds. <laughs> so, whatever. Um, actually, to be fully transparent, they recorded this last weekend, and Farrell was actually sick. He was not feeling well, and so um, I, I just am grateful to them that they did what we asked them to do. So, very briefly, and everyone here is going to tell you more about them, but Farrell and Sharon are both spirit-filled believers and leaders who are clearly ready to take on the lead pastor role of a church. Okay. They have spent over 12 years at New Life Church in Jacksonville, Florida. So, should we affirm them as the next pastor, they will be moving from Jacksonville to Durham. <clears throat> and he has served as the associate pastor of this church for the past 10 years, and it's a large church. Okay, I mean, sometimes I see the number 700, sometimes I see 1,000. It's a big church. It's very well known in the city of Jacksonville. A reasonable question to ask then, and one that we asked, is why would you want to leave a large, successful church to come to a place like Bethel? Now, when they come in three weeks, I encourage you to ask them yourself. Ask that question, among others, and hear what they have to say. But there are two ways that I can briefly answer that right now. One, they know that God is calling them out of where they are to something else. That was clear from the beginning of our conversations with him. Farrell believes that almost two years ago, the Holy Spirit was beginning to prepare him for what was coming. Now, two years ago, he didn't know us, we didn't know them, we didn't even know we were going to be in a pastor search two years ago. 
That's how the Holy Spirit was working. But the second reason, uh, the second answer to the question why come is they have a desire in their hearts to minister in a smaller congregation like ours where they can put down deep roots, develop deep relationships, and become part of the family. That's their heart's desire, and they made that very clear to us. Okay, I'm almost done. <clears throat> the Bethel website. I don't know how many of you camp out looking for news on the Bethel website. Probably not too many, but there's news there today. All right, now I know some of you are going to get your phones and you're going to start looking right now. That's okay. If you go to the Bethel website under the pastoral search section, what you used to find was just the process that we were following. Okay, so the job description was there. The one pager that we put together to figure out who we are as a, as a community, that was there. Well, now you'll find two sections. There's one called our process, which is all that stuff that's been there for five months. And now there's a new one that's called our candidate. And what you will see there are a few pictures, which you're gonna see here this morning. Um, there is a, a brief write-up. There's a copy of his resume, what he sent to us when we began interacting with him. And there's also links to two sermons that he has preached within the last year. And they're fantastic. I encourage you to go and to watch and to listen and to absorb. Um, I will tell you this, so I, I'm, I really am almost finished other than talking about logistics for Candidate Weekend. When I listened to the sermon he preached called Consecrated, I looked at my wife and I said, I could see this man being my pastor. And this is before I really even knew him. So I encourage you to do some research yourself. Okay, now, Candidate Weekend. Um, I'm going to repeat a little bit of what Antoinette said, and I'm going to change one detail. So, Friday night prayer, yes. For those of you accustomed to coming at 7, come. For those of you who don't normally come to Friday night prayer, come. Because that Friday night, we happen to be eating. Okay, after the last Friday night of every month, we gather in the fellowship hall for a potluck, and we just get to know each other. It's, it's fantastic. They're going to be here for that. On Saturday... We're having um, a sign-up lunch. So if you want to come to that, you need to sign up. The sign-up sheet is now available on the fellowship hall or the, the welcome center out in the foyer. So it's there right now. You can begin signing up if you want to. It's going to be at 12. It's going to be a light lunch. We're not serving a full meal, but there's going to be plenty of food. And the goal is to rub shoulders. The goal is to talk, to just be a family. Um, I do think what we're going to do is we're going to give him the microphone, you know, kind of as the meal's winding down, and let him tell us whatever he wants to tell us. We're going to hear him. Um, after that, on Saturday afternoon, uh, the leadership of Bethel and families will meet with, with uh, Farrell and Sharon, just as kind of an additional forum for the leadership of the church to get to know him better and for him to get to know the leadership better. Okay, so once that's done, they're free to go. And you may have heard him say their 17th wedding anniversary is that Saturday, October 28th. Okay, when we were comparing calendars, theirs and Bethel churches uh, for potential weekends, there wasn't a whole lot of overlap. And that happened to be the overlap. And they said, oh, that's fine. That's our wedding anniversary. And so um, what we're going to do is we're going to let them go here by the middle of the afternoon and go have their anniversary, however they so choose. Okay, so they should be in a really good mood when they come in on Sunday morning, I hope. <clears throat> so on Sunday, um, church will be as scheduled. Okay, 1030 service. Pharaoh will preach. And when he's done preaching, he and possibly Sharon will minister at the altar. 
and I think it's going to be fantastic. These are people who understand the Holy Spirit. They understand the gifts of the Holy Spirit. They understand how the gifts work in the corporate environment. They've been trained to do this. So I think you're going to want to be here for that. And then when that is done, whenever that wraps up, we're going to eat again. And so um, you do not need to sign up for the Sunday lunch. We're going to have plenty of food here for Sunday. So Saturday, yes, that's what's on the Welcome Center. Sunday, no, just be here. And by the way, none of these events are members only. Okay, if you are not an active member of the church, you can still come to any of this. The only thing you can't do is participate in the vote. But you can be here for all of this. So <clears throat> lunch and a Q&A session. So Saturday, we're going to give him the mic and let him say whatever he wants. And he may ask us questions. I don't know. Sunday, he's going to have the mic and anybody is welcome to ask anything. It's just an open forum, you know, the, the, kind of the final opportunity to get to know them uh, before they, they leave. And then they're going to leave when that Q&A session is over. And we're going to ask everybody to stay because our special business meeting for the affirmation vote is going to be right then. Rather than have everybody come home and come back on Sunday night or some other time, we're gonna just do it while everybody's here, okay? So if you are a member in good standing of Bethel Christian Center, you are strongly urged to participate in that vote. Now, someone will say, I am not gonna be here that weekend, okay? I'm out of town, whatever. We have made provision for absentee voting. So if you can't make the special business meeting, please, please, please get a ballot either the previous Sunday the 22nd, Wednesday the 25th, Friday night the 27th, or Saturday the 28th. You'll have four opportunities to get a ballot. And the only thing you have to do is make sure it gets back to the church office, which is basically Teresa, wherever she went. Um, Teresa is the church office. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I'm not used to there being people back here. I'm sorry. Um, Teresa needs to get that ballot before the start of the special business meeting. But as long as you have it in her hands, it will be treated just like any other ballot that we do during the meeting. Okay? So hopefully that takes care of everybody's situation, but boy, we would sure love to have everybody there. All right, I, I am done now. Um, all of us will be available to answer questions. If you have any additional questions about the process, about anything that we've gone through, we'll hang around afterwards, and please feel free to come up. And with that, I'm going to uh, let Denny come up next, and Denny's going to tell you his heart about all this. Thank you, Matt. Uh, for those of you who may not know me, I feel appropriate to address my, my name. My name is Denny Stanley. And uh, you're going to probably hear some things that I'll say and others say that will be repeated. And that is not for redundancy. It's because it was very important to each of us. I want you to understand that we were individuals that sought out this candidate. Even though we were a committee together and we found ourselves unified, it was not a position that I took, and I don't believe any of my uh, fellow members of the committee, said, well, I'll just fall in line with what everybody else thinks. That was just not what it was. We sought God, like uh, Matt said, and we prayed and we fasted to know the will of God. So I want to alleviate any kind of feelings you have that might be at that. And I want to tell you some things or some observations of Pastor Galloway that I find noteworthy. First of all, he seeks to impact 
and grow solid Christians in their personal walks with God. That's important. He's not here to flatter you or do anything like that. He wants to see you grow. Grow in your spiritual walk. He prefers and proficient in teamwork approach. That is his desire to work in a team way, team way and teamwork. I like that because he has no desire to come in and just turn everything upside down. That was important to us. We addressed that issue. Are you coming in? You're going to bring a whole staff of people in? Or what is going to happen with us? He said, I'm going to work with what you have there. And he's going to work in a teamwork environment. But he is not, I want you to catch this, he is not afraid or intimidated to leave, to lead. So should team not work, team work not work, he's just not going to throw up his hands and walk away. He is going to lead and he's not intimidated to do so. Pastor Galloway is big on discipleship. I want you to understand that. Big on discipleship. That is something he said is very important to him. He states that making disciples is his heart. Now just what is that, Danny? What is disciples? That's not just taking new members or new Christians and showing them the, the things of God, which is very important. But he expects us as a body of believers to become disciples of Christ. That was very important to us. It was very important to us. That was one of the things that we, we wanted to make sure that we had a person that would step out and was willing to call us into discipleship. That means us not warming pews. That means us doing things to expand the gospel of Jesus Christ. His desire is to create layers of growth in the church or his community, as he likes to call it. I like that. He refers to his church as community. When you think of community, you think of togetherness, growth together. Not just the leadership of Bethel Christian Center, but to all of the members he wants to see growth. He wants to see families grow, pouring into their lives. One of his many talents is his ability to counsel individuals. He is presently pursuing a near completion of a degree in biblical counseling. That is something that I believe our church will benefit tremendously from. When asked, which is a very important question, how do you define a successful church? If I were to ask you that question, that would cause you to have to say something back. We ask him, how do you define a successful church? He said that you are growing them, the body, together. Growth through depth beyond the Sunday experience. That resonated with me. In the interviews that I was with him, at least two interviews with him, he said that, and I went, lights went off. Growth through depth beyond the Sunday experience. Let me tell you, folks. Let me tell you something. We are not going to make it in these end times with just this this morning. Can I hear, can I hear amen? Now, let me say that again. Because I want to hear everybody say amen to this. We are not going to succeed in growing this church, growing in God, becoming the people that God wants us to be on a Sunday experience. Amen. It's going to take us moving beyond that to grow. Pastor Galloway, 
I know it's important to every member in this, in this congregation and visitor alike. Pastor Galloway is a spirit-filled man. He believes strongly in the gifts of the Holy Spirit, and he can lead a church into deeper maturity. Deeper maturity of the gifts of the Spirit. I witnessed personally, and I, like, I challenge you to watch his sermons. The consecrated ones, I, after I read, I, I had to check myself because he deals about being consecrated. He, I witnessed the gift of the working of the word knowledge being manifested through him before he even began his sermon. He walked up on the stage and had a word of knowledge for the congregation of huge crowd. Doesn't intimidate him. He feels it's important to abide with the Lord. I'm glad of that. He's not in a rush in his approach to ministry. He will allow the Holy Spirit to move and be manifested. Be manifested as the Spirit sees fit to move. We have a man that understands the moving of God. He understands the gifts of the Spirit. He moves in the gifts of the Spirit, and he will allow time for the gifts of the Spirit to move. That, my friends, is important in a Spirit-filled church. And in conclusion, on a more personal note, for those of you that may not know me or have not, some of you newer folks, I wanted to state to you, I have been at Bethel Christian Center for over 42 years. Joy and I started here, and you know Joy, she's the pretty one. Uh, we were dating probably a year or two before that, so we made probably made 44 years that we were coming here. Pastor Don had been pastoring for 54 years. We came here, Pastor Don was responsible for mentoring us. He actually married pa Joy and I. He baptized, along with myself, my daughters. We raised a family here, two wonderful daughters who were serving God. We have built a family at this wonderful assembly. I have, in these 42, 44 years, been privileged to see wonderful things happen over these many years. Many great moves of God. I've seen God move mightily. You have seen God move mightily. So much rich history here at Bethel Christian Center. My desire, folks, is not to relish or just remember the past, but to press forward to great things in Christ. Can you say amen to that? I wholeheartedly support and believe that Pastor Galloway and his family is the right man to lead us forward as our senior pastor. I am excited about our future here at Bethel Christian Center. I thank the board of directors and my fellow committee members for accepting me in an important role to make sure that we found the right man that the Holy Spirit brought to us. And to Pastor Galloway, who if not listening now, will probably listen to this later, I say step in and step up. Step in and step up. Should this community of believers here, accept him as our, affirm him as our next pastor. I believe that that man and his family is able to step in and to step up to do the work of God and bless this church. Thank you very much for your time. Good morning. I'm just saying when Denny Stanley is that serious for, for that long, 
Um, you need to listen. <laughs> Uh, my name is Christy Britt, and I am um, Michael's wife. For those of you who don't know, Michael is the associate pastor here. Um, and it has been an honor and a privilege to serve on behalf of you, the church, um, and with this group of people to search for the future of Bethel um, and what that looks like. Uh, and we truly do believe that we have found the family um, that is supposed to be the, the head of this church um, for such a time as this. So with that, um, I was on the initial phone call with Farrell um, and was able to speak to him, giving, you know, grilling those interview questions and asking him things um, that we had come up with together as a church from the questions that came in through the question box uh, and, and get to talk to him about his heart um, in that initial conversation. From that initial conversation, I can tell you, I did not need to talk to anybody else. I was very excited about him, and I was very excited about the way that he lived his life on mission and just knew in my spirit, this guy is the real deal. Um, and I don't know if you've heard the word excited about 1,700 times this morning already from just three people, but that is, that's the heart. That's where we're at. There's excitement and there's looking forward to, and I'm pumped <laughs> about that. Um, so we had that initial phone conversation with him. I was ready. He was number one on my list. I didn't need to talk to anybody else. Um, but then when we got the opportunity to talk to Sharon, who is his wife, um, I was even more gung-ho. This was who God has called to be the pastor of this church in, in my belief. Um, so I am here to speak to you a little bit specifically about Sharon and, and the family. Um, she is very down-to-earth. I don't know if you could tell, you couldn't really tell a ton of personality from that video, but she is uh, kind of the spark in their, pers their, their coupleship. They're in their marriage. She is the one that, you know, kind of nudges him, and, and he's very, you know, serious, or was a little more serious in that phone conversation, and she was the one that was a little bit more playful, and it was exciting to get to see her personality come out. Um, she is from a line of, of ministry. She's from a line of ministers specifically, um, and she operates in the prophetic. Um, she is not a backseat uh, kind of person and instead reminds me a lot of our own Miss Carol. Um, now, please hear me. Absolutely no one can replace Miss Carol. I think we can all say that that is true. She is the bee's knees and the best thing since sliced bread. Um, but I do know that Sharon is wonderful, um, and sh her spirit is sweet, and she wants and hungers um, to serve the women of this church and to serve with her husband um, the whole community of Bethel. Uh, she is a devoted mother. Uh, you uh, saw in the picture they have two adopted daughters, um, who she uh, stays at home with. Um, they do go to uh, school, but they 
she is clearly very devoted, cares very deeply, as you would imagine, um, those of you who are mothers in this room, um, about her children. Uh, and that is very exciting to me. I'm excited to learn from them and how they parent um, and how they operate as a family together. Um, with that, she actually reached out to me on a couple different occasions. She knew that I was pregnant, which I am no longer pregnant. Um, <laughs> praise the Lord. <laughs> um, we have a week and a half old baby girl. And when she, uh, yes, very excited. Uh, and she reached out to me twice on occasions asking, you know, there was one text message that just said, no need to respond, but come on, baby. And just knowing that someone who doesn't know me from Adam is reaching out to me who cares about my child was important. And I'm sorry, I'm a week and a half postpartum. I cry all the time. <laughs> But she reached out to me and let me know that she was praying for us and praying for our family. And in turn, I also have reached out to her and let her know that we are praying for her and praying for her family. So we've already formed this prayer partnership, which is so sweet to me and so important that we remain a praying church and that she and I have a relationship uh, built around that prayer. I am confident in Farrell's ability to cast vision and make things happen. I'm confident that Sharon will support him in that. Um, my perspective is a little bit different. My husband is on staff here, and so of course I wanted to see someone who would be at this church who could also help my husband grow. Um, and, and I know that he is someone who can do that. I also know that he is someone uh, with his family who can help our family also to grow and progress and to grow deeper roots um, in God and, and, in, and in his word, and that makes me excited. Um, they are truly on-mission people who are eager to serve our community, our church, um, and to do it together as a body of believers. I am excited to hopefully serve alongside of them and, but to also to become their friends. Um, with that, as uh, we move forward with you know, hearing the next person, I do want to, especially the women of the church, I really want to ask you to pray um, for Sharon specifically and to pray specifically for her two girls, uh, Finley and Quinn. They have deep roots um, where they are, and so we just want to pray that, that God um, hears their, that God is able to comfort them, right, during this time and, and give them excitement, but it's also that bittersweetness. So I just want to encourage specifically the women to pray for the girls um, of the family. Once again, I am excited. <laughs> Dear everybody knows me if you don't, I'm Dan Saldana. Um, I'm one of the ministers of this church, so, and very proud member of the Pastoral Search Committee. I came to, to Bethel in 2009, and since then, I've been under Pastor Don Westbrook and Sister Carol, and Josie and I are totally enamored with them. And when it came to the time to find a replacement for him, I was really torn because Pastor Don 
and Sister Carol have been in our family's heart for many years and helps us transition from a very terrible time when we came to Bethel. They had true shepherd's heart. So how do we replace him? Very early in my prayer for a replacement, God, I felt God says, you're not replacing. You're finding the next man up. Just as Moses, you couldn't replace Moses, but he gave us Joshua. So I, I am totally an endorsing this person, Pharaoh Galloway, and he's going to get my vote. When I started looking, I had four things, four strong points that I was looking for. First of all, that he is a man of prayer. And speaking to him, I could say that he doesn't move without praying. So everything that he, that he told us, and I could see and discern that he was a man of prayer. Second, I needed to find a man that was a man of the word. And in listening to his sermons and preaching, I could tell he was preaching from the word. He wasn't a comedian out there. He wasn't an entertainer. He was a preacher preaching in, in uh, expository sermons, teaching from the word of God, and he could quote it without opening his Bible, although he had a Bible, he could quote it verbatim. So that told me this man knows the word. Thirdly, I was looking for a man of, of the spirit, full, full of the spirit, and he was. As Denny mentioned, the both sermons that I listened to, they came up to the pulpit, and before he got into anything, he operated with the word of knowledge. He said, I feel in my spirit that there is somebody here suffering with so-and-so and so-and-so. You can listen to the sermons, and that really touched me. And I explored this. Are you, are you a man that allows the operation of the Spirit, or do you tend to, uh, to want to uh, calm it down? Because we are a full spirit church. And he said, no, we believe in the operation of the gifts of the Spirit, speaking in tongues, word of knowledge, and all that. So I had to clarify a few things that he said because the logistics of doing that in a large church are different than doing it here. And fourthly, very important to me as your missions director here, that he have a heart for missions. I've, I saw in his, uh, in his resume, and you'll see it, that he spent two years in the mission field. And in his church, in the capacity, he oversees uh, a missions budget of about 300000 I said, oh my, 300000 is just about our full operating budget here at Bethel. But I could tell that he was impressed when we told him that out of all the tithes that you give, we give 10% to missions, and on top of that, every first Monday, I, uh, we come up here and we, we present missions and we ask you to give to missions. He was very impressed with that. So as I said in the beginning, uh, Pastor Farrell Galloway gets my vote. 
and I fully endorse him. And if you, I encourage you, go into the website, look at the sermons, at the links, and listen to the sermons. The first, uh, the first uh, roadblock, or not even a roadblock, the first issue I had to get over is Pastor Don's bass voice and his singing. And with the first few sentences that I heard from Pastor Farrell, I said, oh my, this is a different voice. But after listening to him a few minutes, I know he's speaking the word of God. So thank you. Good morning, everybody. I think y'all know who I am. I'm Teresa Hilliard. I work here. I work here as a church administrator. And I've had two excellent bosses while I have been here, Pastor Don and Larry Smith. So when I went into this, I went into this looking for someone who would be a good boss. Because I really don't plan to leave here unless they force me out. So... <laughs> And I believe that the person that we have selected meets that criteria. A lot of what I had planned to say, um, they've already said, so I'll just briefly go over it. But one thing I, don't, I haven't heard mentioned, and I thought I might just mention it, uh, Pastor Galloway's father, he works for Sid Roth at Supernatural Ministries. So he has a, law, he has a, a big background of ministry, and being uh, and having all these kind of great people to be around him. So one of the things that I did while I was on the committee was I created a spreadsheet of the 60-plus resumes that we had, and we kept adding people to it over a period of weeks, but only one name made it to the top, and that was Pastor Galloway. I think we can just all agree that he is a absolutely perfect candidate for Bethel Christian Center. And I was also with Christy and Brent that first night that we talked to Pastor Galloway. It was a 30-minute conversation, and we had done, all total, we did eight of those for about 30 minutes. But I remember distinctly when we hung up from Pastor Galloway, Christy Brent said to me, he's the one. She was so excited, as she had just mentioned to you, because she felt like that he was the one, and we, Brett and I, agreed with that. And then, of course, you know, we've had two more interviews with him, and one of the comments that I wanted to make was we asked him a lot of pointed questions. They were hard questions. They were things that we really wanted to know here at Bethel Christian Center. And I was very impressed because he always seemed to have just the right answer, just the right answer, and he didn't, oh, well, you know, let me think about that. Hmm, I, I don't know. He didn't do any of that. He came back with that answer after each question, and we had not given him the list of questions to look at. So I was very impressed with the way he thinks on his feet. He seems to be just a spirit-filled man, um, one of the uh, things that I was impressed with with his church is they are obviously a large church, and they must have had a lot of people join the church in the last couple of three months because they did a seminar after that for those new converts where they taught them 
you know, how to live the Christian life and what they had to give up in order to do that. Now, this process, y'all know this is a process of sanctification, but they are big in discipleship. And I think that is one thing that we can certainly make use of here. And I'm trying to make sure I'm not too repetitive. Um, so I was really impressed by his level of common sense, administrative experience, and that was important to me. His preaching was excellent. I hope you all can go and listen to that sermon on Consecrated. His experience on the mission field was outstanding. He's got a lot of experience with missions. But in particular, his level of spirituality and his operation in the gifts. Uh, his wife was also a delight to talk to. She ministers in the gifts. Uh, Christy said it well when she said she kind of nudges him along and is more the playful side of their marriage. But we enjoyed that. We enjoyed seeing them interact that way. So I, too, would like to tell you that I endorse Pastor Farrell for our uh, next pastor. I pray that in the next two or three weeks you will find out all you need to know about him and will come and join us at the end of the month as we have an opportunity to meet this wonderful family. Thank you so much. Good morning, Bethel. For those of you who don't know, my name is Brent Ingram. I've been at the church since 2015 with my family. We love it here. Um, felt honored to be a part of this. I was surprised when Larry called me the morning uh, to ask me to be a part of this because there were so many other good young men in this church that really could have done what I did. <laughs> um, but it's been fun. I got to know all the people behind me a little bit better, and I feel kind of out of place standing here, so y'all forgive me. I don't think I've ever actually stood up here other than putting, like, VBS decorations up, so... <laughs> Um, I think everyone's kind of already picked what I wrote apart, but for starters, I'd like to thank Larry. I know it would have been very hard for Pastor Don over the last year to do what Larry's done for us. Thank you, Larry, for your messages. Thank you for your insights. You've helped me as a dad, a husband, uh, just as a man in general. I appreciate you genuinely. Um, During the interview process, it was fun to see a lot of uh, candidates that would even apply for a pastoral position. It was really interesting. It really opened my eyes out there as to who, you know, who thinks they're worthy to actually pastor a congregation of believers and their beliefs and I don't know. So during the process, um, we found several that didn't know what it meant to operate in the Spirit. We found several that just were completely oblivious to what it actually meant. Um, a lot of them had their own opinions and beliefs as to what they thought it meant to operate in the Spirit. And we would hang up the phone and Christy would just be like, uh-uh. <laughs> she was a very, very confident person when it came to saying, uh-uh. I appreciate that for her. Um, but... When you talk to Farrell, it was, it was like a breath of fresh air when we actually had that first conversation. Within minutes, I think she muted that Zoom conversation even before we got off the phone and was like, I like this guy already. Um, and Teresa agreed, obviously, and 
we brought it to the rest of the committee here and within the first few minutes of talking to the man, you sense his confidence as a pastor, just as a man of God, you sense his confidence. And I think that speaks a lot to someone who's taken a position like this, someone who can stand and talk boldly about God because we have a lot of spirit-filled people here that are wise. Um, and, you know, we, we really look for someone that would help us all grow, even the wise ones. And I think Farrell is that guy. Honestly, I could never find a single bad thing to say about Farrell. Um, I don't want to be too repetitive either. He didn't stumble when we asked him, like Ms. Teresa said, many questions, hard questions. He never stumbled one time. Um, you could tell he's confident in his faith. You could tell he's confident in how he operates in the spirit. Um, each time we spoke to him, I think he started off prayer, which was awesome. I think he was one of two candidates that started the conversation in prayer and wanted to pray with us at the end, which was also very different from a lot of the other candidates that we interviewed. Um, he said many times in conversation that he is unashamedly a fifth-generation spirit-filled individual, which I thought was awesome. It means he has deep roots, right? Um, a lot of those first-round questions that we had prepared, he was checking the boxes for us before we even had the opportunity to ask them, just in the... Uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. We, we kind of felt like this, this might be the guy. Uh, within the first few minutes of speaking to him, you do, like I say, you sense his confidence. The man, he, he's just happy. He's a happy guy. He's a happy individual. Uh, he carries a great aura about himself. That's one of the biggest things I noticed. Uh, another one of the biggest things I noticed was he, it was a few, I think it was two of the interviews that we did, uh, it was late in the evening, so his kids were getting ready for bed, and they come rushing in. And as a father, I appreciated it because, um, you know, they, they came in, they just loved on them, and you could sense the love that those children had for that man. And that spoke volumes to me as a father. Um, just, you know, you can tell that genuinely he's a family man. <clears throat> he talks a lot about outreach. Uh, which with his resume being all over the countries that he's been, all of the 20 plus countries I think that he's been to, um, you know, outreach is a big part of them. And I think here in Durham, we have several outreach opportunities that we are taking advantage of in increments, but I think he will help us to grow as a congregation. I think he's going to help us all grow individually. I don't really have the sense that he will beat around the bush a lot, um, which is another thing I really appreciate. I think he's going to help us grow in numbers here at Bethel. I think he's going to push to see a larger children's ministry because um, obviously the children, that's our next, next round of people, right? That's what's going to keep Bethel going as our kids and our youth and our young adults. Um, He speaks of his family in such a high regard, um, his children in a high regard. He, he just, uh, he's a good guy. You can tell he's a genuine person. And I'm excited for you guys to all meet him. 
Uh, I'm excited to meet them face to face and not just over a TV or excuse me, a computer screen. Um, he will receive my vote as pastor. Like they said, this was a unanimous thing. Um, the one guy that really stood out outside of him, we were so excited for this one guy before we talked to Farrell, and we were like, this might be the guy that really helps Bethel go to the next level. But then after we talked to Farrell, we didn't even really think about this other guy anymore. It was really crazy how it all came together. Um, and, I, you know, you have to just give that to God. And uh, I appreciate you all. I appreciate everybody here that's um, been something to me over the years, and I'm excited for the future of Bethel. Thank you all. Well, you guys know that this is very bittersweet, and I must say sweet. It's much more sweet than it is bitter, and I thank God for that. It's just, it's hard, but it's not hard. I'm excited about the future of Bethel. In 1958, my dad, Zeb Holder, established Bethel as a church with bylaws and constitution. And then in 1959, my dad found a young farmer boy in Sampson County. Dad saw the call and anointing on Don Westbrook and brought him to Durham, North Carolina, moved in, him into our home, and began mentoring him for ministry. And four years later, he had found a husband for me <laughs> and brought us together on September the 15th, 1963, 60 years ago this past month. Hallelujah. After 10 years of mentoring, my dad left this world on February the 13th, 1969, and on the following Sunday night, February the 16th, 1969, 54 years ago, Bethel elected and confirmed Pastor Don as Pastor of Bethel. 54 years later, Pastor Don needs to transition, and Pastor Larry Smith, thank God for you, Pastor became interim pastor, and the search for a permanent pastor began. I had always thought that God would do the same thing he did back in 1969 and raise up a pastor from our congregation, particularly because of familiarity, but God had other plans. Pastor Don called some of his closest pastor friends and asked for advice in the transition. He basically received criticism as to our present position, and that left the decision solely to the people of Bethel. A 2018 plan, which was put in place by the board and Pastor Don, had been put in place, and a committee was established, and the search began. I have worked with a seven-member committee, thank God for them, that has prayed and worked diligently for the past seven months. Sixty-some resumes later, we only had one serious candidate to interview. Somehow, I believe God went all the way to Jacksonville, Florida, and has prepared Farrell Galilee for just Bethel Christian Center. 
Just a little personal note here. I was praying on the way to the first interview with Pastor Farrell. And my prayer went like this. I said, God, you know, you know I thought you was going to raise up a pastor for Bethel from our congregation just like you did in the past. Well, I cried a little, and I went to the interview. This is the first interview. My response at the end of that interview went just like this. God, you are amazing. Somehow or another, God went all the way to Florida and found a man that has the same passion and desire that this church has. How does God do stuff like that? I don't understand how he does it. But you know what? I don't have to understand. I just have to find this plan. And I said, God, you're just so amazing. You have gone to Florida and found somebody that fits Bethel Christian Center to a T. I left that interview knowing that God does things his way and we only have to trust and obey. My hope is that the heart of all members of Bethel has been prepared by God to accept the next pastor of Bethel Christian Center with open arms. Pastor Don is very excited about the Galloways, and I know that you will be too when you have the opportunity to meet them. Wow. I'm not, I'm not going to be long. You've heard all you need to hear. But I do want to start out just by saying what an honor. I, I, we, Tammy and I have been at Bethel about 25 years. We raised our kids here. We grew spiritually here. I grew spiritually under Pastor Don. And so this is you all. This is, this is my church. I love every one of you. And we've heard so much about Pastor Galloway, and I'm excited to meet him. I haven't had a chance to talk with him one time. I didn't talk with him long. But what I got in just a short conversation was he's very humble. He's a very humble. Humility just, just flows from him when you talk to him. But I tell you, he's coming to a fantastic church, too. And he will see that. A group of people who love each other. He's got a history of faith. He's coming to a church with a history of faith that's built on the foundation of God's Word, that's going to stay on the foundation of God's Word. He's not coming to a divisive church. And boy, that's a blessing. That's a blessing to be in a church that's not divisive. In the year that I've, almost the year I've had to serve as pastor here, there's not been any division. I've, you've supported me. You've helped me. And I've gotten to know some of you better and had a chance to sit down and talk with some of you about some things going on in your life. And I love you. And I look forward to being able to step back now and continue to pastor in whatever role that Farrell Galloway has for me to help with this church. But the last thing I want to do is, then I'm going to ask Tammy to say a few things. I want to thank Matt and the, and the pastoral search committee for all their work. And will you give them a big hand? It was a lot of work on them. A lot of late nights and things that they had to do to do this. And now you know his name, so you get to go out there into the World Wide Web and do your own research. 
And as you've heard, there's going to be lots of opportunities at the end of the month to come and get to know him and get to talk to him and hear from him and hear him preach. And, and I'm excited about that. But the reality of it is, after you've done your research and after you meet with him, you're not really going to know him. And he's not really going to know us. He's taken the bigger step of faith in my estimation. Here he is. He's, he is very established in a large church. His, his children go to a very reputable private school attached to his church. He's uprooting his entire family to come three states away to a church he knows nothing about. Why would he do that? Because he's called by God. And there's no doubt in my mind, Bethel's, God, God's been faithful to this church, and if you'll take a moment to look, you see the Holy Spirit work when you need Him to move. And here he is, he's, he's puts a resume out at a time he's ready, as you heard Matt say, to go maybe to a little bit smaller church where he can have more community. And so he puts it out on this resume at the same time that Bethel Christian Center, just, we need a lead pastor. And all of a sudden, those two things come together at the exact same time. That's not coincidence. That's not coincidence. That's the leading of the Lord and the Holy Spirit. And I've seen the Holy Spirit at work in every bit of this. So if we choose to affirm Pastor Galloway, and I feel like we will to be our next pastor, next year will be a year of getting to know each other, and it's going to require mutual humility and flexibility from everyone. There will be some things that will be different. It will require us all not to have hills that we die on. But God's always been faithful to this church and to Bethel. And I have no doubt he will be faithful in this. And I'm excited about the future of this church. And if this church chooses to affirm Farrell Galloway, the moment he walks through that door, he has my full support. And, he ha and I am here to serve this church with him, by him, and at his pleasure in any capacity that he chooses. And I think when we come together with that type of unity... It's going to be good. So thank you, Bethel. So over the past several months, um, really even before the official search started, I could feel such a sense of excitement and anticipation and community. So it was, it, to me, it was um, amazing that that's one of the words he uses. I haven't spoken to him. Um, I think our community on Wednesday evenings when we're sitting back there around the table studying the Bible together, um, hearing of each other's needs, praying for each other, our Friday night um, prayer services have just been amazing where we pray for the needs of each other that first Friday night and then we commune with each other um, with a potluck on the last Friday night. If you guys are not involved in that, come, you, you are missing, you are missing out. Um, so it's just been an amazing time of excitement and anticipation for Bethel. That has not been us. That's been the Lord preparing Bethel for the next chapter of this church. Um, the search team, I'm not, sure, I'm not sure how they got picked, but there is not one member of this search team that I do not trust fully that they're praying um, I trust them fully of, of the decision that they've made to put the Galloways forward. And I say the Galloways because it's not just Farrell that's going to be pastoring this church. Um, his family is going to be helping pastor this church. When we first started this search, some folks were like, well, yeah, when you search for a pastor, you know, it could be a year, 18 months before we find someone. I think that's another confirmation 
that this, this search team has chosen the right person because it took five months. I mean, I don't know about searching for a pastor, but that has been amazing to me as well. Um, you guys have been so gracious to me and Larry. I mean, uh, in realtor school and in nursing school, they don't really teach you how to be a pastor's wife. Um, so you guys have been so gracious to me, and I know you've been gracious to Larry. So I would challenge you to show grace to the next pastor. Uh, things are going to be different. I'm, I'm excited. Has anybody said that yet? I'm excited um, for new ways of thinking, new ways of discipleship, new ways to reach the lost, because really, guys, that's our main purpose, is to reach the lost. Um, and so I do ask you to be praying. Um, if he's affirmed, I want to say if, because I don't make any assumptions, but from what I've heard, I, I already love him. Um, pray for housing. You know, he, he's got to find a house. Pray for the school, um, that they will have openings for their children, and pray for friendship building. Uh, like Larry said, he, he's making a bigger step than we are. Um, if, if he decides to come to Bethel. Thank y'all. So ju just a little bit of logistical. Um, if we end up affirming uh, Farrell Galloway and Sharon and his family, it looks like somewhere around the first of the year would be when he would start. Uh, he's, he's got several things going on toward the end of the year, and so it would likely be somewhere around the first of the year, but after our special business meeting, you all choose to affirm we'll be getting down into those details. So y'all are stuck with me for a few more months, so just hang on. <laughs> on that note, we've got some wonderful people, once again, that want to join our church. And so I thought this would be a great way to, to finish this, is to welcome in some new members. So I'm going to ask uh, Jim Griffin and Laura Griffin to come and stand up front. Mike and Zandy King, and Bill Riley. So what I'm going to do, I'm just going to come down and I'm going to, you know, read, read the charge to them. They have, everyone has gone through the New Beginnings class. Uh, we've done several of these in the last year. God's really blessed us over this last year to receive a lot of new members in. And so I'm just going to come down and do that. And then, as I've always done before, I'm going to issue our church a charge. Because how I many know membership is not just a one-way street? They're committing to us. But it's just as important that we commit to them. So... I'm just going to uh, affirm and say that uh, that you do. You're not getting well. Maybe you are getting married. You can marry married to the body of Christ again. <clears throat> okay. Do you love the Lord? Do you love God as your heavenly Father? Have you accepted Jesus Christ as your personal Savior? Will you commit yourself to live in the love of the Holy Spirit? Will you pledge yourself to be faithful to this local body of believers by your regular attendance and dedicate yourself to faithfully place your giving into this storehouse? Okay. All right. 
So Bethel, if you guys will stand for me. Bethel Christian Center, will you walk with each of these new members through the journey of life and faith as they grow in the grace and the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ? Just say, I, we will. Yeah. Okay. Well, with that, I want to welcome Mike and Zandy King. They've been coming a while, so you might be say, saying like, hey, they're not members. So they, they are. They, they're members now. And, and Jim and Laura come to us fairly recently. Uh, they are, if you've not been here with us on Wednesday night, they have um, they started a Christian school out in Bahama. Uh, so if you're looking for somewhere to get your children educated, uh, this is a great place, great people to talk to if you want to talk to them when this is over. And Bill Riley comes to us. Um, Bill has only been coming a little while on Wednesday night, but uh, we've enjoyed having Bill with us here as well. We're not in the interest of time. We usually have everybody come through and um, shake their hand. We're not going to do that, but I would ask you just to, just, just to catch them before you leave. Also, I think Matt said the pastoral search committee is going to be down here. If you have any questions of them, uh, individually, uh, just come come and see them. But I want to I'm gonna close and to each of you. Welcome to our church. We're glad that you're here and a part of our church. Now, Lord, we close and say thank you for your faithfulness, Lord. As we've heard all these um, accounts of, of of Pastor Galloway, God, what we have witnessed is is your faithfulness. We've witnessed what happens when a body of believers comes together and seeks first your face and your hand and not our desires and our way. And so, Lord, we, even now, God, as we go out, we pray for, for Farrell and Sharon Galloway and, and for their children. God, and we, we commit ourselves, Lord, as, as if we decide to affirm, Lord, that, that we, Lord, will be a body of believers that will love. And as we always have, we've loved and supported Pastor Don and Sister Carol through the years. That's hard. Ministry's hard. Well, Lord, I just uh, I pray, God, for this sense of unity and love to continue through. We thank you for the work of every pastoral search committee member, and we thank you for this church. We thank you for the future of this church, and that in all, we will declare that you, you, Lord, and your, we, Lord, are committed to you and to your word and to your kingdom. In Jesus' name, amen.